I'm Abby Brodsky, and welcome to Engineering the World, Episode 1, Program Since Day 1. Here on Engineering the World, we discuss all things engineering. In this episode, we will explore how society has programmed girls to avoid engineering and what it's like being a female engineer. For those that don't really know what engineers do, they use mathematics and scientific principles to solve complex problems and improve the current solutions for those complex problems using the rough structure of the design process, which um, begins with defining a problem, collecting information on that problem, brainstorming as a team solutions and ideas for that problem, and then using those ideas, develop solutions, which are then tested with prototypes and models and once they test those prototypes and models they are improved upon and tested again and once they believe they have a final solution that works they will apply that solution and then continue making improvements to that solution using the design process as well. Sexism is a really big problem in engineering. There's only about 20% of all engineers are women. So that's one in five of all engineers, at least in America. And depending upon what discipline you go in, it can be even less. For example, there is only about 7.8% of aerospace engineers who are women and about 6.4% of mechanical engineers are women. And this is really kind of falls down on society while we are making conscious efforts to kind of destroy that gap in gender inequality in the workplace. It still exists and it's starting from a young age actually because we're being taught these different connotations and beliefs when we're in middle school, elementary school, and we just grow up believing those things. For example, girls are taught from a young age, well, they're always being told when they're younger, that um, they are smart and nice and somehow manage to think that intelligence is quantifiable and that failure is unacceptable, whereas boys have a tendency to be told always to sit down and work, which then causes them to develop a belief that effort correlates directly with success. This, in turn, causes these different beliefs that are engraved in girls and boys from a young age causes them to then apply these beliefs throughout their time in uh, school. For example, when they get to the harder and more difficult math and science classes, they will girls are more likely to give up because they don't see failure as an option. Whereas boys, since they were taught that effort will help them succeed, 
they put in that time to work hard and improve on those skills. And this results in the girls also just giving up and leaving STEM as a whole. And it's not just the girls who are doing poorly that they decide solely by themselves to give up. Uh, It's been found that teachers as well are aiding in this by, since they were raised to think that um, some professions are more for males and females, that it's just better if girls give up on those subjects and go do other things outside of STEM. And it's not helping at all because get getting involved in STEM from a young age helps to plant a seed to then explore more into that field and see what it's capable of for then you to join in as well because then you become more curious and learning you learn more about that field as a whole and understand how big it is and how many different things are you're capable of and except it's kind of a vicious cycle also because since there's so few women currently in engineering they don't have those people that they can connect with while they're there resulting in them feeling out of place and actually the people who women that do go to college and get engineering careers have a tendency to completely leave engineering as a whole where even though that they do the women that do follow the path to go to college and like math and science do as well as their male counterparts and peers sometimes even better they just don't have enough of them there to push them through taking those classes and being those that emotional support as well as the people women that already have those positions that are showing them that they're capable and it's possible for women to work as an engineer which is why having female teachers teaching math and science classes as you get older makes the giant impact on you because on girls because they get to see people that are like well they can relate to people who have these jobs in these subjects that normally aren't thought of as jobs for women that are completely male dominated and so they have a role model of what they're able to do However, in the workplace, there are some problems that still are being encountered by women because there are so few of them, and it's very often for them to be overlooked in the field because there's still those old connotations and gender biases that they don't have the skills or they're not as good as the males, for example, in a A case study at Harvard, it found out that the female students were doing as well as the male students, and oftentimes better. However, 
when they they all so felt lonely more because they didn't have those personal connections and often struggled with continuing on in the course because of those lack of personal connections because a big part of engineering is teamwork and if you don't have people who you can connect with you have a hard time working in those groups and the when you do work in a team that is male dominated it's often that you are stereotyped and put into those gender roles doing women's work opposed to uh, contributing to the main design so when they also included in the study they went to co-ops and internships and they were with other male students as well and they male and female students were required to take uh, diaries I believe every week and in the girls diaries it was found out that they often felt like they were being put to work also in those lesser positions doing secretary work that they had tried so hard to get away from while the people their male counterparts would get put into those jobs that they wanted which is why sexism has become such a big thing in engineering that is really big fight with and that's what I have about how society has affected girls from a young age, forcing them out of STEM, as well as um, how that affects them currently. And after this break, you will, we will talk to my older sister about her experience in the engineering field. Hi, my name is Wendy Brodsky, and I am an alumna of Phi Sigma Rho, uh, which is a sorority for women in engineering. Do you believe that the way you were raised might have impacted your career choice? Are you talking about the classes I took in school or that my dad was an engineer? Still is. How you were raised and that having a dad as an engineer affected the classes that you selected as well as what you majored in? Um, well, I grew up as a Microsoft baby and a lot of my childhood memories do involve trick-or-treating on Microsoft, selling Girl Scout cookies at Microsoft, raiding their supply room for highlighters and random notebooks and sticky notes. Um, but for my affinity for math, I was good at that on my own. I've always been good at math. Math and science have just been my strong suits. And as I went further along in high school, I tended to go for the AP math and science classes. History and English were not my strongest of thing of uh, subject. subjects, but um, math and physics were probably two of my favorites, um, and 
ending my high school career, I really had no idea what I wanted to do, but I really didn't want to go into engineering initially. I wanted to find my own path and not do what my dad had done and not become a computer scientist, but turns out Apple doesn't fall far from the tree and I was very interested in um, what I could do with being good at math and physics and I, I do like the subjects too, it wasn't just that I was good at them. I enjoyed it where people complained about, oh I hate math, I had fun and yes I learned 56 digits of pi because I could. Um, was there any cheering for me to go into engineering? I mean, I'd say my parents were glad I wasn't going to be an English major, but I was most concerned with finding something that relied heavily on stuff I was good at and stuff I liked, which happened to be math, physics, and do like photography and art, which is how I ended up in architecture, but I did start out as a mechanical engineering major, um, and even was considering computer science at one point, and my dad definitely helped teach me some of the course content better than some teachers I've had, but um, ultimately ended up in architecture, which isn't too far away from engineering. Um, although some might disagree. While attending engineering classes and architecture classes are just STEM-related classes, were, were there a lot of females in your classes, or was it predominantly males? Mm. There were very few women in most of my classes. The higher you go in mathematics, and when you do physics versus science and engineering major students, you don't find a lot of women. That's a large reason why I joined Phi Sigma Rho and why uh, many of the other girls who joined with me joined was because they wanted to have someone to sit with in class. They wanted to get to know the other girls in engineering because there weren't a lot of us. And it was helpful in getting through and having people you could talk to and actually say, hey, How's, how are you doing with this assignment? Or when you had to do group work, having people that you wanted to work with and wanted to work with you. Um, so they're definitely male-dominated and people don't expect it for a girl to be good at math or science and have a passion for anything in STEM, even though we are in the 21st century. Um, but that was just something that made me even more determined to be good at, at um, subjects in the STEM field. Um, have you ever experienced being stereotyped in those classes as well? Besides just looked down on, upon, look, looked down upon as far as not being knowledgeable in a subject, uh, like have you been mansplained or something? Um, I mean, I'm currently a mentor, which is an adult volunteer that helps out with 
the first robotics team, and I am one of very few female mentors, and at competitions, it's a very male-dominated environment, and going around and talking to other teams, a lot of other teams, they might not be intentionally doing it, but they will talk to the male members of the team or mentors um, and not make any eye contact and explaining the complex um, building and technology elements of robotics, even though I'm there and I'm an active member and I can understand just as well as anyone. Um, so the prejudice is there and a lot of the time people don't even realize it, which is the painful part. Besides just having female classmates, um, did you feel like you fit in even though there weren't that many female classmates? Like, did not having those people in your classes affect how you perceived the subject? Well, it left me with very few role models. You look at all of the great architects of all of history, and... There are very few women, There, it's only been recently that women have made an impact on architecture, um, and it's still a man's world, and we're working to change that, but who do I have to look up to? There's not a lot, so that's part of why I wanted to be a mentor for the robotics team is what about the girls? They need someone that they can look up to and say, oh yeah, she can do it, I can do it too. And there's not a lot of visibility for women in engineering and architecture, so we need to create that. That's all the questions I have for you. Thank you for being on the show. Good enough. Thank you for listening. Make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode where we talk about engineering job prospects.